right, so apologies. <laughs> this is going to be a little different than the standard format, but basically this is going to be all about COVID-19 coronavirus um, and its impact, uh, its real impact on small businesses. I don't think you know a lot of people realize exactly the trickle down this is going to have. Um, for instance, and I'll just start off uh, by saying uh, us. We have lost our company. We have lost over $40,000 already in the past two days. And that is until June. That's not even, we had some contracts that were potentially, you know, we were in talks and they were going to be long-term contracts. Um, so the actual economic impact of our business is yet to be seen. Um, you know, that being said, uh, thankfully, uh, that revenue was going towards, well, I say thankfully, it's, it's, it's bittersweet, but we're just thankful for what we have. Uh, the, the revenue we do have is accounted for, obviously, with our current employees and things like that. Um, we've been very lucky, but uh, that revenue was actually going to helping us grow. So, you know, whether it was, you know, our goal this year was to add a benefits package, that's gone. Um, we were going to potentially add another employee, that's probably gone. Um, you know, we were going to upgrade some equipment, probably gone. Um, so it's just things like that, that this is affecting, uh, you know, affecting our potential growth as a business. Um, you know, obviously, I hate it. Um, I'm not going to say I love it. Um, it's it's definitely hard, but uh, we are thankful in the fact that we do have revenue to fall back on. Um, so basically, this is what that conversation is about. What about those, um, you know, and I know $40,000 in the grand scheme of business doesn't sound like a lot to a bigger business, but it's very very substantial for a business like ours. So, um, you know, my thing that I've been thinking about this past day and why I wanted to do this podcast is about our local uh, customer service, uh, our local restaurants. Um, how is this going to affect them? Um, and, you know, kind of breaking it down, uh, the way a lot of businesses operate, I have found in this area is on a very small profit margin. You know, we like to think, oh, well, they got a business. I'm sure that they're rolling in the dough. But, you know, most businesses operate on minuscule, especially in Appalachia, minuscule profit margins. So when something like this occurs, okay, now take, you know, let's just say, let's just say I, I own a restaurant. And, you know, this item costs X amount. Uh, I have an amount set aside for how much it costs to make this item. And then I have, you know, a fraction of it goes to employees. A fraction of it goes to utilities of the, the place. Um, you know, the average restaurant, I would say, has, what, eight, eight plus uh, employees, probably more than that. Um, so you're affecting payroll. Let's just say, for instance, those eight employees make, let's just say, twenty thousand dollars a year. Let's let's go on the lower scale. 
Um, that's $160,000 a year in just payroll. Okay, let's say that they make, let's say this restaurant uh, makes, you know, between $500 and $600 uh, uh, every couple days. So let's just say uh, $3,000 a week. Um, well, probably a little more, maybe around $4,000 a week. So you got 4,000 times uh, 52 weeks. Let's say they average 4,000. Uh, you know, that's somewhere $208,000 a year. So now you take off those eight employees that it takes to run at 160000 and then you take, okay, let's say the cost of this building takes $20,000 a year. There's another $20,000. It's 180000 Now we're talking cost of food. You know, how much does all this food cost to make? Um, you know, when things starting start adding up like that, your profit margin just goes, it just keeps shrinking. Um now, granted, some businesses do better than others. It's the way of the world. Uh, some run tighter ships. Some cut back on staff, which unfortunately I think a lot are going to have to do through this. Um, you know, each one of those little changes affects the entire economy. Us, for instance, we are a marketing and advertising agency. We don't see our clients pretty much, you know, we have meetings sometimes, but we rarely see them and we work behind the scenes, whether it's managing their website or it's, uh, you know, managing their social media or, you know, things like that. So when it starts affecting us already, um, the economic impact of this, I don't think we're all really going to get a grasp of what that may look like when this is all over. Uh, now, when, it, when is it over? Hopefully sooner rather than later. But, it, you know, at least we're going to have a summer, probably fall of, uh, of some tough times. Um, so we're just working through this process together. Uh, this is kind of like, you know, talk therapy for me. Um, so, yeah, like I said, we've lost over 40000 through just June. Uh, we're probably going to end up losing a lot more before this is over with. But... Uh, perspective is, you know, what do I do in times like this? I had a good question that said, uh, what opportunities or funds are available to the small businesses impacted by the sudden drop in revenue from Dave Wirtz? And um, main thing is contact your local EDA, please. Um, they are, this is what they do. They're there to assist you. Um, now there are, you know, the president has released some SBA loans, uh, that are low interest, you know, thankfully that will help a lot of people cover payroll through this. Um, but you know, that being said, it still sucks because I don't want to get a loan. Um, I, I've ran this business, you know, staying low in debt, uh, thankfully. And, you know, when something like this pops up, you know, I'm just going to be as frugal as possible. Thankfully, we've worked out some contracts to where everyone is accounted for, and we're just going to sit here, bundle up, and wait for brighter days. Um, but yeah, so there are those loans out there which are vital. It's going to be vital for a lot of companies in Appalachia to make sure that they look in to that assistance. They are low interest. 
Um, as far as I can tell, very flexible uh, when it comes to payments. Um, and and please check that out. That will be you know a lifesaver for a lot of businesses in Appalachia, especially with restaurants about to be closing. Um, you know, and who knows what else is going to happen. But regardless, uh, you know, big thing is let's try not to panic. Let's take stock, you know, of what we got going on that's good. Um, let's see where we can cut back. You know, hopefully that doesn't mean positions, but in some cases it's going to. Um, and let's just see how we can survive together because we're going to. That's just all we, that's what we do. We survive. That's why we started a business in Appalachia. It's not like, you know, um, there's a massive stream of of potential revenue here in the first place, but there really is. I mean, I say that, um, and and uh, there really is the potential for a lot of revenue in the state. But when something like something like this happens, and you know, you got people running around and and buying up everything in the stores that they can, not going anywhere, not talking to people, uh, it's definitely going to affect business. Uh, it's just no way getting around that. Um, so yeah, uh, the con, the, uh, the con to those, the SBA assistance is obviously it is a loan. You know, in my case, I lost things that I wouldn't have needed a loan for. I, you know, we lost revenue that we were, you know, putting into a rainy day fund and we were, you know, p- planning on growing with, uh, I'm not in the market for a business loan. So it's pretty much chalk it up as a loss, you know, uh, get the per- perspective of, you know, what good do I have going on and and play off that. But uh, those loans are very, very vital for a lot of businesses, um, especially in Appalachia. Um, another question, are there state or federal programs they should be joining or watching. Again, big thing, contact your EDA. Um, they are gathering data on uh, the actual losses of uh, this virus, uh, the breakdown of this virus, and actually what it's doing to the economy. They are tracking the data that we can let the government know, like, hey, we lost X amount of money, so-and-so, we got to do something more down the line. So that data is going to be important. So make sure to track your data, figure out what you're losing on a monthly basis um, until this thing ends, and just make a good spreadsheet and log it because it's going to be very, very important for this information to be correct. Um, Another question, what other ways are businesses being creative during this downturn uh, to try and survive? Uh, again, uh, as far as my perspective, I'm just going to be as frugal as possible. Um, and it basically just boils down to that. Do good work. When we do get work that we can do, you know, make sure we excel at it. Um, you know, if there's anything that I wanted to catch up on, uh, and couldn't due to production. We're going to, you know, come up with a better filing system for our equipment. Uh, we're going to, you know, uh, flesh out some processes that we haven't had the time to really do until now. Now, granted, we'd rather be bringing in revenue and growing, but there are other things that you can do right now to be productive. So, as far as my standpoint, 
You know, we're going to uh, work on some processes within the organization and, uh, and, and organize, you know, maybe if it's cleaning up your computer, maybe you've had all these files laying on your desktop uh, for so long. Now it's time to put those into folders and organize a little better. Uh, maybe you could organize your past contracts or with us, we're going to organize our talent releases a little better. Um, come up with a file system for our productions. Uh, that's that's what we're going to focus on here. Uh, now, granted, we still have you know a few video shoots and things like that, but most of our work is on a management basis. So we manage web and social media clients. So in that instance, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Um, you know, have we sent out a COVID response email? We haven't to our clients, and the specific reason why I haven't personally and, and us as a company is, you know, our work doesn't, isn't really interfered with, or it doesn't involve interaction. Um, you know, maybe we, we should come up with a better f- fleshed out process. You know, um, we've gotten a lot of emails from pretty much every company we've ever worked with or bought from or had a vendor through or anything that has their COVID response plan. But, um, yeah, ours is just, we're just going to keep staying the course, uh, obviously, you know, doing everything we can to not, you know, get infected or affect other people. If, you know, we were to get sick, um, you know, we're going to wash our hands, try to avoid large cl- crowds, um, you know, all of the things. Not touch our faces, although we do 50 times a day. Um, other than that, just big thing is I'm trying to stay calm because, you know, it does suck. But at the same time, you know, we're grateful for a lot of things that are going on. So big thing, don't make any rash decisions, uh, you know, right off the bat. Um, Just try and see how this plays out and log that info any way you're affected. I don't care if it goes from, uh, you know, you couldn't buy an extra sleeve of cups to, uh, you know, you had to unfortunately lay someone off. Make sure and log that info because it's going to be very, very important. Um, and, you know, just talking about the frustration of, uh, this virus, you know, it's, it's really a virus in multiple ways. You know, obviously you have, uh, the sickness, which is devastating. You know, a lot of people are dying. There's, there's no need to take this lightly. I mean, people are dying. People are getting sick. People's lives are being changed forever. There's people that are going to have chronic breathing problems after this. Um, you know, it's, it's a huge deal. Um, but it's, you know, the virus implications when it comes to economics, it's like a virus, all of this stuff, you know, one thing happens, whether it's this organization closing for a few weeks or that organization deciding not to do events, you know, once that happens, you know, and things just start happening and and processes are released by the government of, you know, not seeing being in a group of 25, then it goes down to 15, then it goes down to 10. You know, as those things keep increasing, um, things change economically. Each one of those things that occur, whether it be an event shuts down at a conference center, that conference center doesn't have, you know, that rental fee, the DJ that they hired to be there. 
you know, all of a sudden loses a contract. The caterers that were supposed to be there all of a sudden loses a contract. Now, granted, you may have a, a lockdown contract or whatever, but even still, let's say your contract is locked and that caterer gets paid, but they don't provide food. Okay, if you're that organization, that's going to hurt you because there were benefits to that conference. You know, there, there, there were reasons you were holding that conference. So now you got to dish out all this money for literally no return. So a lot of that just trickling down, uh, and, you know, you hate to say trickle down economics, but it works this way too. I mean, it trickles down. All of this stuff trickles down, and who it's going to fa- affect the most out of all this is small business owners. And that's why the government is taking such precautions um, to try and prevent, you know, massive losses. Um, so, yeah, just thinking of it, think of it in terms of that, you know. A big thing, too, that I think is really important in times like this, and, and it's easier said than done, but try to stay local as much as you can. Whether it's, you know, some kind of product, maybe it's marked up 5 or 10% from this local shop owner that actually couldn't pay those lower rates to get the product. Buy that product from them. You know, invest in your small businesses and your local businesses because this time right now is the time they're going to need you. And, you know, the more we band together and the more we spend locally, um, the better uh, that we will be at the end of this situation. So it's just really important to, you know, take that mom and pop shop into account. You know, when you buy that bag of Cheetos that you could have bought there, but you went to Walmart, you know, um, buy those products from those local businesses and support what they're doing because there's a lot of them that are unsure right now. Um, you know, as each day progresses, uh, the nervousness and the anxiety grows, you know, it has for us. Um, but, you know, we just got to do all we can to combat that. And it really is, you know, just as you're running out to buy, you know, whatever at the store right now, um, we really need to think about our, our small businesses. And, and, and you know, if, if the restaurants shut down or if, you know, certain stores shut down, you know, once they open back up, Give them your business as much as possible. So again, in you know, in times like this, uh, just running back on what I already said, um, you know, our market effect, it's definitely affected us. Um, you know, don't be, you know, there's no reason to be ashamed. You know, our company lost forty thousand dollars due to this virus. You know, there's no need to um, to, uh, to, you know, lie to yourself. If you have some serious things going on, log those problems, take stock and come up with a game plan because we're going to survive. It's going to be good after this panic in the, after the panic's over and after the virus, you know, does its thing levels out, we are going to, uh, keep rising. So, uh, check out your EDA, your local EDA, if you're a small business and you're in need of payroll. Um, you know, locally here, I know uh, Wyoming County EDA with Christy Laxton. They're amazing people. She's ready to help you find assistance. Uh, the West Virginia Hive has resources in uh, Raleigh County, Fayette County, Summers County, Nicholas County. Um, the NRGRDA 
is the Economic Development Authority for those four counties. Make sure to reach out to them if you're having problems. Um, they can lead you in the right direction. Just make sure to, uh, to communicate. Communication is important. Um, if you're sitting around losing money, don't just sit there and say, well, that, it'll be all right. You know, this whole thing will swell over. No, we need to log this info because it's going to be very important later down the road and now for a lot of businesses. So just make sure to do that. Uh, be positive. You know, I know it's hard, but uh, just try not to try not to spread the panic. Try to stay cool and and keep doing your thing. We're going to make it out of this. Um, again, uh, I apologize for the off script format, but uh, yeah, uh, we're going to keep on bringing you stories of underdogs on the rise across Appalachia. And uh, we're just happy you've been enjoying the podcast. And if there's any questions that you have, uh, leave them in the comments below. Uh, maybe someone can answer it. We'll try to get back to you as as quickly as possible. Uh, let's just keep a keep a positive dialogue going. If you want to listen to episodes of Appalachian Startup, be sure to check out AppalachianStartup.com. Uh, we're up to, I think, 24 now. Um, we are still continuing the Mercer Grassroots March. Uh, Hammer and Stain's going to be hitting tomorrow with a new episode and ending with Sophisticated Hound next week. Uh, so be sure to check out the podcast if you're quarantined or if you're you know, trying to pass the day or keep from going virus insane. Um, I, I think you'll enjoy it and we'll get some good tips on there. And stay tuned for more stories of underdogs on the rise.